The International Association for Near-Death Studies presents NDE Radio, a weekly exploration of near-death experiences and similar encounters with the other side. Now, here's your host, Lee Whitting. Welcome to NDE Radio and this show that falls on the first day of 2018. Uh, the show is brought to you by IANS, the International Association for Near-Death Studies. I'm your host, Lee Whitting, wishing you a happy new year. Charles Dickens' story of Scrooge and the ghost of his partner Marley does not conform to the common take on near-death experiences we hear about on this show. And yet there is a lot of truth in that story. The fact is there are earthbound spirits out there. Some are addicted to circumstances of the life just lived. Some trapped by regret over lies they believed and were damaged by. On this show, we talk about death all the time, but almost always from the point of view that death is merely a transition to a continued existence on another plane, followed perhaps by reincarnation to another life on Earth. Some NDEers, however, report what they call DNDEers, uh, distressing near-death experiences, a frightening state of isolation, of separation from the light, and separation from hope. They've been divided from love and emotionally conquered by their loneliness and the fear that isolation generates. They no longer have earth, and they fear they have no hope for heaven. Most folks who have experienced NDEs understand the importance of our life on Earth, as well as our life with the light. Some call it our turn to maintain the garden of creation. Some call it a training ground where we learn the lessons of love. And some call it a place where we have been corrupted by our lying to ourselves and to one another. It's this last group, the Marley's Ghost crowd, and I do believe there is a crowd they're the souls I want to talk about today, because I believe many of them are where they are, in part because of lies that they got trapped by and ultimately died for. They were divided from the light of truth and conquered by the darkness, the evil of lies. Is there something we can do in this life to mitigate what I call these wrongful deaths, deaths that make up uh, for much of the Marley's ghosts? that are still residing on the earthly plane out there. The expression divide and conquer has been attributed to Philip II of Macedon, now known as the area called Macedonia. He ruled as king from 359 B.C. until his assassination in 336 B.C. Philip was the father to Alexander the Great, who took his father's dictum to heart as he led his army to conquer peoples from Greece all the way to India. But Philip II was not the first to understand the principle of divide and conquer, since we have the story of the serpent in the Garden of Eden, who separated Adam and Eve from God with a lie. There's a passage in John's Gospel that equates lying with murder, with death. This is a death born from confusion, from lies, and not from truth, and the expectation of returning to the light. Therefore, it carries a moral responsibility, I think, that we ultimately will have to face. John chapter 8, verses 43 and 44 begins with Jesus calling humans 
Children of the Devil Jesus asked the question, Why do you not understand what I am saying? It is because you are unable to accept my message. Now those who have had NDEs complete enough to take them into the light know what Jesus' message is. It's to love one another here on earth, to feed the hungry, clothe the poor, heal the sick, in short, to treat one another the way we would want to be treated ourselves. Jesus answers the question, why do you not understand what I am saying, by describing the children of the devil thusly. Jesus says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out his desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, refusing to uphold the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. That's a great line. When he lies, he speaks his native language, because he is a liar and the father of lies. And then Jesus adds, but because I speak the truth, you do not believe me. The devil, portrayed in the form of a serpent in the story of Adam and Eve, assures the death of the descendants of Adam and Eve, in other words, us, by telling Eve the first lie. And this is how immortality on earth was stolen away, according to the story. As you'll recall from the story in Genesis 3, uh, verses 3 and 4, Eve told the serpent, God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of this tree that, that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent, being clever, said to the woman, you will not surely die. And goes on to tell or how you, she and Adam will know good and the evil and be like God. Well, this is what Jesus was talking about. Humans will believe any lie we want to believe, even when we are confronted by the truth. Even though the light, and I say light with a capital L, has given our own hearts the truth, especially in matters of life and death, we are always ready to be suckered, to believe the lie that serves the appetites of our fallen nature. Back in the 1980s, I was a publisher and editor of the Castine Patriot, a small town newspaper up on the coast of Maine, Castine, Maine. We were understaffed and always losing money, but we always strove to report with accuracy and we tried to verify our sources and what they had to say. We did not want to spread any misinformation. We wanted our stories to tell the truth. Well, there were lots of papers like ours in those days, and many of those papers have been replaced by blogs and Facebook and blatant lies on the Internet. Uh, stories now termed fake news by both sides, those who are spreading the fake news and those who uh, are fighting it invented uh, uh, to influence the economic and political desires of the writers. Sadly enough, the clever stories succeed because they are written to play into the desires and the prejudices and the fears and the anger of the audience that's reading this stuff. Even though, for example, the FBI and the CIA and all, even the intelligence communities of Many other countries have verified 
for example, that the Russians have been and still are a major source of fake news. This fake news is distributed to disrupt and polarize people, to make them and keep them angry and distrustful. But they have cultivated a state of mind in their readers who are now ready to believe the clever lies they're being fed. Lies from sources all over the Internet. But uh, stories that are coming by the thousands from areas in Russia by uh, Russian hackers. Putin, with his KGB background, has refined divide and conquer to a fine art. And the Internet is his primary tool for spreading deceit. Well, this is just another example of why Jesus called us children of the devil. And let me read that quote again. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out his desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, refusing to uphold the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language because he's a liar and the father of lies. Monarchs, despots, and other authoritarian figures who yearn for absolute power are particularly given to lying. They'll tell anything they want uh, to manipulate people. They'll say anything that will convince people and exploit everyone uh, to gain, and this is to gain more advantage over them. It's even part of the Christmas story told in churches a week ago from Matthew chapter 2. This is the story about Herod, who was a despot. He was an absolute uh, an authoritarian. And uh, just the notion that Jesus was going to be born uh, a baby in Bethlehem was a threat to him because it threatened his authority and his power and his influence over the people. So this is this... Uh, the part of the story from Matthew chapter 2. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi, traditionally wise men from the east, came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, where was the Messiah uh, uh, expected to be born? In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child, and as soon as you find him, report to me, so that I too may go and worship him. Right. (laughs) Well, after they had heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the star, they were overjoyed, and coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. And then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. 
And when they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. In other words, this is the lie. I will go and worship him that leads to murder. So Joseph got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious, and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under, in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Kill all of the children, just to kill one that he assumed was going to be a threat to him. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. And this is the quote from Jeremiah. A voice is heard in Ramah weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. I've been asked why Herod's soldiers didn't just follow the star like the wise men did. And the answer is it was really more complicated than that. The Magi were really astrologers who read the configuration of the stars, planets, and the constellations. It was the skies that told them what was happening, that told them to come from as far away as Persia. They traveled a great distance over a long time, not just following a bright star, but uh, knowing uh, what this the stars had told them was a story that came from God. The heavens tell the truth to those who can understand. In fact, there's a statement in the Bible to that effect. But not so what we call today the Internet. And yes, I know the Internet can be incredibly useful. It's even the medium for this program, after all. If you are interested in a deeper discussion of the Internet, for how it spreads lies and corruption, um, check out the past shows button at NDE Radio, uh, at our NDE Radio site and click on my program for May 4th, 2015. Um, it presents a discussion on Revelation and the number 666, known as the servant of the Antichrist. And, uh, to sum it up in one sentence, it makes the argument Pretty good argument, I think, that www, which stands for the World Wide Web, and is the is the tool by which we use the internet, the servant of the Antichrist, as it were. Uh, www, the World Wide Web, is in Hebrew six six six. There are many mediums for lying, of course. But none so potent as the Internet with its blogs and especially Facebook. The onslaught of Russians, Russia's outpouring of fake news stories by the tens of thousands prior to the last election is still going on today. If there are two sides to any story in the news today, Russian hackers will inflame both sides. Stories taking a point of view of both sides to extremes. And they do it with lies to put us at each other's throats. Well, why am I going on about this? 
uh, on a show ne- about near-death experience. It's because too many of us are suffering and dying, tricked by lies that should never have existed. How one dies in this world matters, and the patterns in which we die have been set in motion largely by economic, social, and political lies we have been told. We should not be dying in agony because our cancer treatments are barbaric. We should not be dying of drug overdoses because Big Pharma pushed millions of doses of highly addictive opioids through irresponsible doctors and drug stores. We should not be dying from hunger because the government has decided to cut food stamp programs once again. We should not be dying from homelessness, men and women freezing in cardboard boxes and back alleys and under bridges. We should not be losing our homes, going bankrupt or being denied care outright because we lack health insurance. Our children should not be dying because tax breaks for the very rich trumped the CHIP program for children's health care. We should not be dying from monster storms and rising waters caused by man-made global warming that our government refuses to lift one finger to slow. Our brothers and sisters should not be dying trying to cross borders to escape wars run by tyrants funded by the military-industrial complex. We should not be dying because pollution in our water and air and in the very roundup-saturated GM foods they're, they're dishing out to us today are shortening our lives in painful terminal diseases that never should have existed in the first place. Well, I'm sure you get the idea. Many of us are dying on account of lies, lies designed to reward the rich and powerful by causing cruelty and suffering and wrongful death to millions of others. As a chaplain, I know there will always be good deaths and bad deaths in this world. But right now, I see the bad deaths are growing by leaps and bounds. In fact, with drug use, and overdoses, diabetes, and cancer on the rise, our life expectancy is now turned around, is growing shorter while the suffering increases. And it's by class as well. There is a two-tier system evolving for medical care while the very rich aspire to uh, extending their life as far as possible. The rest of us will be working until we're 70 because of proposed cuts in Social Security. The lies that cause spiritual injustice, that cut us off from the light of love and care, are threatening to overwhelm us. Well, Before we close, I want to read two poems to you. They're by Dr. Doggerel, and while they weren't intended to be read together, I think they illustrate the point I've been trying to make reasonably well. The first is titled, The Disintegration of Meaning. What does it mean when words lose their power and meaning erodes by the day and the hour? Political weasel words blossom full flower while integrity simply decays. What's to be gained by the lies and the squabbles? Progress gets thwarted. Insincerity hobbles the tatters of truth. They become meaningless baubles, so all hope for real change turns to haze. When I was a child, I was frightened of lying. The shame of the act would eventually mean crying. And once you had lied, there was no hope in flying. 
a breach of the truth never pays. But today every deal relies much on distortion. The gains that are made are so out of proportion to the damage souls bear from this verbal abortion proves that even success wins no praise. Teabagger bigots will take facts and then pivot them back on themselves to keep folks in a swivet over matters invented from words they have rented from internet squawkers and those who've distended the truth into fiction they call infotainment. The lies they're creating, there's just no containment. For the damage they're doing, there's just no abatement. For the lives they are ruining, there's just no escapement. Like BP, they're hiding the oils of their lies. By fork-tongued disbursements you can't see with your eyes, because the pollution's descending to waters beneath. The damage is worsened. We won't get relief. Now the waters are poisoned, and faith is now dying. The surface looks clear, but of course they're still lying about racism, taxes, and social security, communist plots, and implied racial purity, wheeling and dealing for corporate supremacy. Till now, the Supreme Court's become the great enemy to those who seek justice against big money bullies, against big oil and big pharma, and those pulling the pulleys for the 2% lords who control the big wealth, who grow richer each day through the tools of their stealth by sapping the strength of our middle-class health. They say bloody Satan's the father of lies, controls the free market of sellers and buyers who, I beg your pardon, are nothing like free, who are told what to think by corporate TV and radio vermin, the uh, in, in corporate clothing who deliver the lies that we all should be loathing. But we don't anymore because they keep us amused while we suffer their bluffs and distortions, abused by a languishing buffer of languishing lies to keep us at bay while they swallow the prize and limit our pay and limit our say till there's finally no strength left except to obey. The notion that lying leads to dying is not just mine. As I pointed out earlier, it comes from the Bible and Jesus' own words about the importance of truth. But if you need further proof, consider it was a lie about weapons of mass destruction that started our invasion of Iraq and hundreds, thousands of Americans and Iraqis died and are dying still. The total essence of truth is to love and care for one another on earth as it is in heaven. Well, here's that second poem titled, The World of Ghosts is Too Much With Us. The World of Ghosts is Too Much With Us by Dr. Doggerel. If you think the world is getting crowded... Nature teeming, cities shrouded, with human beings everywhere getting in Mother Nature's hair with trees cut down for toilet paper, rainforests gone to make the vapor of biofuels from palm oil plants or 
ocean dumps that risk the chance that coral reefs will up and die, that fish will fish out by and by, that dead zones caused by mass pollution will violate the constitution of every living, breathing thing. That think what all this death must bring to another very crowded place, the spirit world, now in our face. With all the surplus population, death is seen at every station along the way from here to there. Starvation and disease don't care that even the spirit world gets packed with desperate souls still looking back to think their death could be undone, that diabetes, cancer can't have won their lives away, so young for such a price to pay. They cling to earth, they haunt our towns, we hear their whispers as their gowns sweep past the dumps of Cairo, Sudan, prowled by many a desperate man to bomb our sites in Pakistan. Rats that gnaw on baby food are on the babies if the mood of sickened parents say, why bother? It's one less mouth to mother, father. Ghosts linger when their deaths are rude, violent, desperate, misconstrued. The soul stays here to right the wrong, to finish out their unsung song, to comprehend just what went wrong. That spirit world is now so packed, they may grow stronger, may react uh, to all the unrighteous bad behavior, that works only to the rich man's favor. While the huddled masses starve, die from disease, their bodies carved by random virus, monstrous plague, a shot could have kept them from the grave, but shot came not. They were not saved. The dead have righteous cause to strike at us the living, we who hike the cost of living to the point that only the rich will we anoint, while the rest must leave this earthly joint. The chaos in the spiritual realm will break through unless we take the helm and pilot this ship from off the shoals. We must begin to shrink the tolls of dead and dying on the earth. We must now employ a new rebirth of sharing, caring, Taking less and giving more, we must confess the wrongs we've done to every son, daughter dead for bread or else by gun. The world of ghosts is too much with us. A message strong they now will give us. Release us from the chains that bind us. Free our souls from bonds. Unwind us. Stop the unrighteous desecration that goes on today in every nation. Let justice rule, let love abound. Make known to all the truth we found by dying, lying in this ground. The world of ghosts is too much with us. Well, you know, it's, uh, it's a sorry way to start the new year, I suppose. But this could be, this is going to be such a critical year for reformation, for reforming, for 
curing the sickness that has taken over uh, our country in particular, but um, the rest of the planet as well. Um, we uh, are facing a class of people, very wealthy, very powerful, uh, very controlling, especially of the Internet, who aspire to reduce this population extensively, and they're going to do it through economic and social and health-related uh, tools. Uh, this is um, this is a goal that has been talked about before. It will be talked about again. But until we get a handle on the meaning of truth, what Jesus was saying about doing unto others as we would have um, them do unto us, uh, once we get that handle, we'll be in better shape for sure. Uh, But we're going to have to work for it. It's not going to come easy. Well, thanks for considering my take on the relationship and consequence of lies to wrongful deaths. If you'd like to listen to this or any other of our NDE radio shows, just go to nderadio.org and hit the Past Shows button. There's You'll you'll find that show um, back in May of 2015 on Revelation and the Meaning of 666 which is related uh, to the show we've just done. And for more information about near-death experience and related events, check out the International Association for Near-Death Studies website at iands.org. And be with us again next Monday, 11 a.m. Eastern, for more NDE Radio. This is Lee Whitting wishing you a loving 2018. Thanks for listening.